Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. I have to go so fast. My yeast is rising. We don't talk about that on the podcast. This week, we talk about Sherry Pie's victim talking to Lady Bunny and Monet Exchange on their podcast, Ebony and Irony. And I just got the hiccups, but that's not on the podcast either. Uh, we listened to a oh couple my God, of your voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> I just got them right as I sat down. Anyways, this episode's great. Check it out. We're so excited. And make sure you get your tickets to, to our live stream, which is happening on March 3rd. Sloppy Seconds Tickets. That's what? this Wednesday. Sloppy Seconds Tickets.com. That was clean. I have to go. Forever Dog When your first choice is a big old bus You turn around and boom You end up with us Oh, Diva Our number is 213-536-9180 That was all over the place Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com Now on with this show Are you ready for some sloppy seconds YouTube A little fuck United A little fuck you Dirty little fuck Hi, I'm Big Dipper, and that's Meatball. Welcome back to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. You sound like the Micro Machines man. Allison Mossy told me that I should start speaking faster if I'd like to get roles. Oh, my God. What? So we both have listened to um, the Deep Dive interview... On... We don't like to promote other podcasts on other Why networks, not? but I, I will it. say that Monet Exchange has a new podcast with Lady Buddy called Ebony and Irony, and on it, they spoke to one of the victims of Miss Sherry Pie's um, Lies and Deceit, and it's a very good episode. Grift and sexual predatorship. There are twists. There are turns. Yeah, their guest, his name is Danny Marandola, and they basically... Uh, gave him the platform to speak and he told his yeah. entire story and I know that when everything came out there was like a really sort of extensive like BuzzFeed article and it had like all like everything that happened and there was like dates and people's Facebook posts and stuff but it was really really enlightening to listen to this interview and I would recommend going there, to do it yeah go listen to it there's so many details that mm-hmm. were that all the articles it that interview answered a lot of questions that I had but I still have so many more questions of course and the craziest thing of all of it is um, the big questions they talked about were, what was the point of the Sherry Pie interview on Tamron Hall? Because she didn't do anything different or new at all. Yes. there It wasn't an apology tour, and it wasn't a, this is what I've learned. It wasn't a, these are the actions I'm taking. It was just sort of like fumbling for this weird moment of attention. And so they saying, t- like, I've been in therapy and I'm doing the work, but then not answering any questions about what that work is and Correct. what you're doing. 
So they talk about that on the on the podcast, and then Danny really goes into great detail. And the thing that really, really stuck with me is that after Danny's experience, after talking to other victims, he basically goes, it became clear that she had been developing this con, this grift, this, you know, predatory behavior over seven or eight years it was years and long. so so the biggest thing and i think it's the biggest and question it, it, and the grooming of it the dropping the yes. name years before even starting the the grift the con the, the sexual grift, predator the, con, the gall also um, the thing the one thing that really speaks to me and i keep saying it and lady bunny brought it up but she was like who decides if sherry pie quits drag Right. Who decides? We as a if if a club wants to book her and pay her to come there and deal with all the negative comments and stuff that they're they're gonna get, that's up to the club to decide to book her. We can't tell her to quit drag if she's just going to continue doing drag. And for everyone, it, 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 again, it is all a nuanced conversation. But there were so many things answered, at least from from Danny's perspective about why it's very hard to actually like press any sort of charges. They were talking about suing for emotional damages, but he was like, Sherry Pie don't have any money. So it would be like this whole expensive lawsuit. And it's not like you could like no outcome would happen from that. And so it's also really hard to press criminal charges. It would be public. public, And all the details would come out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really, I would say, I was fascinated the whole time. I sent it to Meatball, and I kept getting these textual updates. The twists, the turns. I mean, there are so many things in it's there. So mu- And I sent it to two people, and I was like, listen to it, and then text me at the end. And they were texting me the whole time, because it just, it's so crazy. It because just built and built and built. it's more twisted. And did Monet say this, or did you say this? I think... Who said this? Was it on our phone call or when I was listening to the podcast? Yeah, we called each other. I made my boyfriend <laughs> listen to it because I was like, you got to listen to it because I need to talk to you about it. But maybe they said it on the podcast that it sounds like the origin story of a villain from a like a comic oh, book. That, I think maybe they said it in there. Because you've but heard also, that? Well, because she said it about herself on RuPaul's Drag Race. She said, I've always been more attracted to the villain. I've always wow. wanted to be evil. That was like in her Meet the Queens. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of people, uh, there's also the interesting conversation about like, do we give this more oxygen? Do we keep talking about it? People are always upset about people making jokes about things, like all of that. But the reason we know about, I'm going to grab anything out of the sky. The reason we know about mental health issues is that people talk about it and they share their stories. And so now when someone goes like, oh, I think I might be struggling with bipolar disorder, it's because they have a point of reference for it. So I do actually think it's important to talk about this whole experience, both from the victims and from like the media perspective and the cancel culture and literally everything so that someone can't take advantage of people like this in the future. Because when you listen to the details that Danny goes through, this is a... I mean, we already knew this, that she had written scripts and c- come up with fake emails and all of it's this. It's just so different hearing it. Because like he, he goes, he I asked this, you. and she yes. had an answer to this. The answers. The answers Honey, that she the creates. Answers. The story. The numerous... The amount... The fact that she was able to email herself from a bunch of different accounts and, like, create this lie and have this web of emails so that when asked for proof of emails, she had them all. He... I was... I am so impressed by him because 
he was able, it was so clear that this was a horribly traumatic experience for him that um, he felt beyond betrayal because this was his friend this was someone who he trusted this is someone who he worked with but he is such this is someone he brought up compassionate person because he's angry and he doesn't think she should be forgiven at all but he's able to see that it's not normal behavior what was happening and it wasn't i'm gonna make a selfish bad decision for my own betterment it it is like a diseased way mm-hmm. of thinking that is driving this action to to ruin your own life like ruin her career because she can't stop doing this twisted thing that she's created and i i, I heard that in his discussion of it mm-hmm. and that was really impressive to me because i'm like that is a big person he had a to- lot of compassion yes and it, it wasn't and it wasn't like forgiveness no but it was like empathy he had an understanding yes, of yes, that yeah, there's yeah, yeah. something not right and also to be able to come out and tell that story very brave like and so well so, I mean, it's and a he was long like i'm not gonna let this ruin me yeah it's right. long but it's worth it and and he, he wasn't rambling and he didn't repeat himself. It was a long interview, but he told it so clearly. I felt like I really understood. Yeah. And the amazing thing is at the end, he says, um, I know people think I'm dumb. I know think people think, but it's like, you don't know what it was like for me to be in that situation. And I am open to answer any questions people have about how I could believe something like that. And that is like so, I mean, I was just so impressed with like, how strong he was to to sort of share all of that and be open to the criticism because I think a lot of people were like that it it was a year that was dumb I can't believe you didn't catch on faster yeah so anyways anyway go listen. we really derail no I mean I think it's important it's called um the show ebony? is called ebony and irony and I think they just lady bunny is ebony right <laughs> Oh, the episode title is just the guest. So the, it, it's uh, Danny Marandola, and it's episode is from February 26th. In other news, what's happening uh, tomorrow, Meatball? Tomorrow! We're having a live stream coming up on March 3rd, which is tomorrow with IMHO. Yeah. The Divas. We're raising money for the Texas Freedom. Wait, no. Texas Mutual Aid Funds. Well, because at this point, basically, um, we're going to be accepting tips. We'll encourage people to tip, and that money will go straight to the IMHO Venmo, so they can send that right away. But sometimes the live stream money will come like a week or two after, so Mm -hmm. we're going to see what funds are in need when we actually can transfer the money right away. Because I don't want to like, you know, with a lot of online fundraising, you say like, Oh, we're raising money for X, and by the time you get their money, they've made two million dollars yeah, on their campaign. Yeah, they're like, we're good. Go help these people. Right. So basically, we're gonna identify a handful of mutual aid funds and try to get money directly to people who are like buying food and water for food lines and stuff like that. That's we're so fun. I I mean, I think we're fun. The reviews on iTunes might think so. Anyways, you can get your tickets. <laughs> I did go look at reviews this morning. Anyways, but to close Are they up, no good? Well, so, well we, we, we so, promised someone so, a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Wait, why did we promise them the t-shirt? If we got a good review. Oh, our favorite they, review. They said and, that in the thing. They said, uh, run me my t-shirt. Uh, 
sloppysecondstickets.com. You can buy tickets for $5 or $10. It gets you the same thing. It just depends on uh, how you're, how generous you're being. And if you're in the UK or in a different time zone or you have to work, the link that you get after buying your ticket or we'll send out the day of the show, the show will be up on that link for like 48 hours. Uh, so if you can't watch it live live, the live stream will stay up for like a day or two. Oh yeah! So and then I'm sure eventually it'll just end up on the IMHO Patreon. Yeah, we're we're gonna move it somewhere so we can keep um trying to make some money off of it to donate to people. I love donating money. You want to read a read these bad reviews I saw this morning? Wait, where are they? I don't see them. You you don't see the the one star reviews, honey. The one star reviews really got me together this morning. I wasn't. I didn't look at the reviews. I was just thinking about how um, I went to downtown yesterday to go buy some fabric, and uh-huh. it is no good. What's going on downtown? Just none of the people that work in their little tiny fabric store. Like they'll put a mask on when you walk in, but like none of them, or they won't put one on at all. So I don't know. It just was no good. Yeah, I think a lot of people are so so over it. And part of me goes, part of me goes, holy shit, it's been a year. And then the other part of me goes like, it's only been a year, which I know feels fucked up, but I'm also like, girl, it's only been a year. Yeah, but it's looking like it's good. I don't want to talk about this. Let's look let's read these reviews. Oh, okay. I was just going to look up the daily test numbers here in LA because 1,800, which do you remember that bitch was at 51,000 in December? Well, right after everyone went home to see their families? Or no, before that. Uh, it w- I think it was right before the um, circuit parties in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> All right, let's not talk about COVID. Here we go. I just want to do something. One star review. Too much screaming and talking over each other. Lots of guests seem very uncomfortable due to being interrupted and annoying jokes and comments. Well, that one doesn't get anything. Listen, why would you take the time out of your day to say that when you could just keep it moving? That's our entire brand is what they just said. Keep it pumping fit. That's literally (laughs) what we do! (laughs) When I come on the mic... Screaming, interrupting. I don't have. I was ready to do so. I was ready to do. I don't have guests on here because I actually care. We need a third person to bounce jokes off of. That's what this is for. Oh my God. Okay. Next one. That review is also from February 24th this year. That's a fresh review. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Yeah, that's not like old school shit. (laughs) Okay, this one says, half is hilarious and the other half is uncomfortable sex stories that should be shared with a licensed therapist. Diva, I'm in therapy. With a licensed therapist through BetterHelp. And he tells me to to, um, be sex positive, so up yours. And this last one says, 32 minutes? The runtime on this episode was 32 minutes. Yeah, bitch. We give you two a week. You get two a week. You get a 45-minute to an hour. Mm-hmm. Sometimes an hour and five minutes. And then you get one 30-minute that's normally 45 minutes. You know, why are we doing 
doing this. We know we know we're not gonna enjoy these. I know, I know. I just wanted to get you riled up. Okay, well, I am. <laughs> Let, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppysecconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppyseconds50 at factormeals.com slash sloppysecconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we are back, and I wanted to talk to you about Black History Black Month. Black History Month education. And I was thinking about it because there's so much stuff in my adult life that I've had to learn on right. my own because I was educated in Texas and then in Michigan, both places where they just really don't really have any type of Black History education. Right. Um I, well, I remember when we were in Texas, one of the things that we did as a field trip was we went to a plantation, and everything that they told what? us was just like, the slaves loved it here. They had their own quarters over here. We've destroyed them, but they used to be over here, and it's gorgeous. Um, and then we walked around the fields and picked cotton, and they were like, see, it's not so bad. Like, they really try to downplay it. Oh my God. And they used to say stuff like, well, slaves were free to whatever, but they all decided to stay because they had nowhere else to go, and we gave them homes. Like, it, it's very much like it wasn't a stolen people, you know? 
It's so insane. I just watched that movie, The United States versus Billie Holiday, which is on Hulu. Ooh, and ooh, ooh. it's based on like the true scenario, which was Billie Holiday um, has this incredibly famous song called Strange Fruit. A lot of people know the Nina Simone version of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is about lynching. And it is about like um, the horrific treatment of black folks in America. And the FBI targeted her for singing these songs. She she was um, a heroin addict as a performer. Like she she struggled with drug abuse, but they were were planting drugs on her and following her around and sending in like spies and stuff and arresting her on drug charges. But the whole reason behind that was because she was singing strange fruit and she was so loved and had such a, 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 a strong connection to all types of audiences, not, you know, not exclusively black audiences that they were like, that's a protest song that is inciting people to stand up against the government and the racism in this country. And so the the FBI was targeting her. And I didn't know any of that. I mean, it seems right. The FBI, didn't the FBI target uh, Mal- Malcolm, Malcolm X? X. Yes. Malcolm X. Okay, so... And, wasn't, and then didn't they hire the, the shooter, the assassin? Like, they hired an assassin for... Yes, and this other movie that just came out, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, is about, like, a mole uh, inside the Black Panther organization. So the reason I wanted to say this is, like, I feel like now that education we've like popped the cherry that that you can do some non-in-person learning i feel like there should be like a national mandate because you can't trust the white teachers in the all-white schools even if they say oh we're doing black history in our curriculum there should be like a national mandate to have like even if it's virtual have some sort of like mandated black history learning and it should i think because this is the way i learn it should be taught by artists i think there should be like a whole like like zoom digital media platform with required film viewing because no one wants to watch a boring dry ass history they want to watch a film and then they want to like talk with the filmmakers who made it about why it's so important to make these movies i just feel like that should be because we cannot trust the teachers to do that because we've all seen like viral videos of kids in their classes, you know, recording when they ask a teacher about slavery and the teacher's like, we're not talking about that in here or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like it should be outside. It should come in. We don't, you know, the people don't have to fly there. We can do it digitally. We can do it remotely. This should be a major initiative in our education system. Because that's what we do. The here American on education system is so seconds. fucked from the top to the bottom that <laughs> there's like public school is. No offense to everybody who goes to public school, but it's not good. I went to public school. Look at me now. But I mean, it's it's good in that you're like learning the basics and stuff. But they don't get you prepped for life. They don't teach you how to do your taxes. They don't teach you. They're teaching you like Girl. math and and all this stuff, which is like great and fine. But like, I haven't used geometry since I left high school. school Maybe teach me be... a tax class because I'm sitting here trying to do my taxes, being like, wouldn't it have been great if I would have known like life lessons? Remember junior achievement? The only thing I remember from that is how to write a check. School but should like, be actual history 
Um, learn from the past so we don't repeat the same mistakes. Taxes, uh, computer programming. Yeah, things art, that actually make sense. And very intense physical education. Nutrition, health, cooking. This should be that type of shit. Yeah, because PE didn't teach me anything but that I didn't want to, like, that I was always chosen last for fucking dodgeball. Like, I wasn't learning anything about nutrition. Look at me, I'm a hugie. (laughs) PE was my acting class. I learned how to fake sick every time I went to PE so I didn't have to participate. Do you know what we had in my school? And you know what Boy Scouts was for me? A dick sucking class. (laughs) (laughs) You know what we had at my high school? Because it was big. We had an indoor high ropes course in one of the gyms. High ropes? Is that where you like... uh, It was suspended from the ceiling... What? And you would wear a harness and you would clip into like the safety wires. And the then way you, you just casually talk about your privilege. You, it was a public school. Oh, okay. And we would climb up to the uh to the course up there, and then it was like a balance beam and like like group exercise uh or group building classes, like a team building course. Uh, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're spazzing out. Um, yeah, yeah, but I understand what you're saying. No, we had line dancing, and then they <gasps> made us run a mile, but not on a track, just like around the block in a big. Af- no, not on around, just in a big field behind the school. They were like, if you run around it twice and go up this hill and go down here, and I was it's always like, you mile. can catch me walking. I'm gonna twist my ankle out here. <laughs> I'm a you biggie. Can, you can catch me walking on the backside. Mm, you can catch me behind the basketball courts trying to suck at it. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a break and listen to some voicemails when we come back. Yeah, I need to drink something. I'm about to throw up. Something's Ew. in my throat. What? Hold up. Okay, we are back. What's going on over at your house today, Meepaw? I don't know. I just went downstairs. And my cat was acting weird, and so I like lifted up a rug, and there was a mouse, a tiny little, little teeny tiny mouse, and it ran away. And then my dad, my cat, just like pounced on it. So I was like trying to deal with that, but I was like, "Listen, if there's a mouse, there's there's probably another mouse somewhere. Like I don't know what's going on. So I gotta go get traps, I guess today. Also, this morning I woke up and my phone was covered in water. Been sitting in a pool of water because I left it next to a cup of water." And my cat decided to drink out of that cup of water or fuck around with it in the middle of the night. And so my phone was fucked up. Deb is giving you fever, huh? I mean, I wish you would just catch that mouse. It was tiny. I don't know where it came from. Mice are really tiny. I think that is um, something that we we don't understand from the film Ratatouille. We think, oh, well, I guess that's about rats. Yeah, rats are big, but I, I when <laughs> rats I, are big. <laughs> when I lived in New York, though, when we would get a mouse in the apartment, which just you know happens all the time because it's New York, it was it, they were bigger than this thing was like maybe the size of my thumb, like it was tiny, tiny mousey. Oh my god, I have to get an exterminator. No, 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 no. Maybe she brought it in from outside. No, she doesn't go outside. Oh. Well, sorry oh, for man. your day. Fuck off. I hate this. Today sucks. 
Well, let's listen to a couple voicemails and see if this gets better. Um, do you want to listen from Brian or the twists and turns, Mama? I would like to hear the twists and turns. Okay. Here. Thank you for everyone who calls in. Here is our voicemail. Hey, Dip Dip and Meaty. I have a little uh, mentally scarring fuck talk for you. So pre-COVID, I was dating this ER nurse whose life motto was work hard, but, you know, drink harder. So after a I was out at a bar with my friends, and I saw him over in the corner stumbling all over the place. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, hell yeah, now I don't have to text him at 2 in the morning for a booty call. You know, he's right here. So we start talking, and I realized he can barely form sentences, and he needed to go home. So, you know, me being a good person, I decided to take him back to his place so he gets home safe. Well, as soon as we got back, he stripped naked and wanted to know, do the do. So... I lay down and he starts riding me and all is going well. And, you know, the motion in the ocean picks up and he starts getting seasick. So he starts to make this like puke face and, you know, Ooh, yeah. I start realizing all of my mistakes in real time. You know, a puke face and a cum face are pretty close, you know? You, you could have been like, yeah, what do you get your face when you puke? <clears throat> and what's your face when you come? <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> I actually, I'm actually the Pillsbury Doughboy when I come. <laughs> um, can we just backtrack to a little bit where this person said they saw them in the bar and they couldn't put a sentence together, so they took them home, but then they had sex with them? Well, yeah. That's one of the twists of this twist and turning story. I I, know. I mean, I understand. Here's the thing is, like, if someone's super fucked up and I, and I see them and I'm like, oh, you're a mess and I know you're not going to make it home, you can come sleep on my sofa. Right. And I understand you already having a, a, a predetermined sexual relationship with them. Like, this is a person you have sex with often. I get. And they very regularly get very drunk. I get that too, but I feel like in that moment, it's still the moment of like, you were so fucked up, I had to bring you home. I'm not going to have sex with you now. Anyways. Yeah. Normally, I don't fuck a person that's too fucked up. I'm like, you know what would be great? Hungover morning sex when they're like really mm, tired, but still kind of horny. Then you will definitely see their puke face. No, because like sometimes when you get, you don't ever get the hungover hornies. I've never been hungover. Uh, well, there's like a space in between <laughs> wanting to throw up and just being like, wow, th- I am ready to go. And so you can come and then you're like, oh, now I'm now around two o'clock. I'm going down. You know what I mean? He starts vomiting and I threw him on the floor and now he is cu- I'm covered in puke and he's passed the fuck out. So, you know, I start panicking. Now. I'm thinking he's dead, so I pick him up and I throw him over my shoulder and I throw him into the shower where then I turn the cold water on and I sat there for about 10 minutes thinking of all the mistakes I just made. Hold on. He just said, I'm thinking he's dead? Not like actually dead. (laughs) You know? Okay. Like, sis, are you dead? Sis, are you dead? Not that. Sis, are you? You never been out with your friends and been like, uh oh, this might be the night. I heard one night in New York City, my friend took like a whole 
bottle of antidepressant or like Vicodin or codeine or something while we were out. And I was like, oh, God, he's going to die while we're partying. Don't try to ruin my life. Don't try to ruin my night, Paul. He woke up frantic. And I was like, dude, I got to take you to the ER. (laughs) You have like alcohol poisoning or something. And he freaked out and told me that he would lose his job. And if they admitted him, he would lose his license. So he then proceeded to tell me that he had an extra IV bag and a needle, a needle in the other room. What? And, you know, he is too drunk. And it's now my, my not opportunity, my job. Take it as a challenge. And put it into his veins. So... I become nurse fucking Jackie because my dumbass wanted to be a nice guy and get some ass. So wait a minute. Sitting- yeah, hold on. Nice guy and get some wanted ass. to be nice a nice guy. guy you want to put him to sleep? Ass. Oh my god. Um, not the nurse. What would you do? What would you? I would say like I don't feel comfortable. Aren't you a nurse? Can't you do it to yourself? Or Is like, there someone know? we can call? Yeah. Don't you have any friends? Ugh. <sighs> I nurse hate, friends I, that live in the same building or something? Did you say I nurse or doctor? I wasn't really paying attention. No, but it, it gets weirder. Covered in puke, administering an IV to a man who I met three times, and I still haven't even gotten off. So, my question to y'all is, why did I not see the red flag? And, you know, why did I continue to stay? Am I broken? Yes. Am I broken? Listen, all I'm saying is someone did get also, penetrated. Meatball, I'm from Philly, and I think I know you're Superman, Hooker. <gasps> you, so, ah! you the Lord's work. Ah! My Superman, Hooker came up as suggested friends on Facebook the other day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and you played you played some Soldier Boy, and you were like Superman at home. No, no, let me zoom. Why didn't you see the red flags? It seems like you saw them the whole time, and you decided. I'm going to keep going. It seems like alcohol is why you didn't see the red flags. Yeah, alcohol. Yeah. I mean, if you're a little... Sometimes you don't even realize how drunk the other person is when you're so drunk, you know? I mean... You know what? This kind of reminds me of... aspect of that story. This reminds me of a story, though, where I was about to hook up with this guy who I had been going to school with. We were in the same class. We were very, like... We had been getting closest friends. Mm -hmm. All I wanted was the dick. And so one night we were like, it was after school. It's going to be the first time we ever hung out. Just the two of us, no other people. We go to McManus and I start ordering Negronis. Okay. Which is, I think, just Campari and soda. And Campari is like... Blood red, right? Yeah, it's blood red and it's just like super bitter and I think acidic because you drink a lot of oranges. But I was just like, I'm going to have Negronis all night. I love saying Negroni. I'm getting Negronis. And I just kept drinking them. But they give you like acid reflux and heartburn. So it was like time for us to hook up. And I literally physically couldn't because I had thrown up like two or three times on the way to his place. And that's like such a turnoff. He was like, maybe another time. And then we just like never... Never hooked up ever because I were you walking myself. to his place? We walked like I think you he lived up train. on like fifty something. So we were like on the twenties. So we walked a couple blocks up and then got to the train. But on the walk, because I was like fucking booking it in New York, I was like bah! on the sidewalk, and then we stopped at a Starbucks, and then I was like in the Starbucks, and it's just blood red vomit. <laughs> And he was like, maybe another time. He was like, maybe another time and never spoke to me again. And then like two years ago, messaged me on Facebook or whatever, being like, I'm sorry for that one night. 
You should have been the one apologizing. Here's the thing. I don't remember what I did or said. (laughs) All right. Should we listen to this other voicemail? Yeah, it's a two-parter. Okay. This is from Brian. What's up? Um, This is Brian. I'm friends with Dipper. But this message is not for Dipper. Hey, Dipper. Oh, yeah. Um, I know Brian. It's for Meatball, and it's a question about what we're He's talking. Um, (laughs) When this pandemic is over... Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I'm choking on candy. Wait. (laughs) We listened to Brian die. Oh, my God. Wait. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Can you not delete these voicemails as you're leaving them? I think there's probably, like, an option at the end to hit pound and delete. But he left um, it. But in. he left that. So he did call back oh, okay, after the okay. choking incident. <laughs> All right. Take two. Hi. This is Brian. <laughs> yeah, no, I still have fucking food in my mouth, but I'm not going to choke this time. Hello, boys. Um, Dipper, what's good? How's your life? Meatball. Hi. I have a question for you about roller skates. Um, mm. Oh. I definitely want to hit up, like, the roller rink after the pandemic is over. But in the meantime, I do want to roller skate out in the world, outside, like you. Because it seems like it would be fun and would, like, chase away the depression. So I guess I just have a question about, like, what kind of roller skates you would recommend. Um, I would love to not, like, you know, fuck up my ankles or... um, I would love to buy a pair of roller skates that is good for like indoor and outdoor. So mm. whatever you got, let me know. Uh, and I will buy accordingly. So well. I put this in I, because oh. she's still well. going. <laughs> right. Girl, she's just going back for the candy. Brian, this is a lot of people have inboxed me questions about where I got my roller skates and stuff. And what I will say is it depends on what kind of skating you will be doing and right. how much ankle support you want. If you need a lot of ankle support, go get you a full boot with the, one of the little heels on it because it's easier to skate um, and it's better for your foot and everything. They do run narrow. But brands like Moxie are good. Super Grip, uh, the ones that I got, they're good. Make sure that the wheels on any skate that you buy are not plastic. Most skates, if they're a good price point, if they're less than $150, you're going to have to buy new wheels and bearings because they're trash. And they're plastic and they're bad and they're not. And you can't roller skate outside on indoor wheels. You have to get specific indoor outdoor wheels. And that's why the, a lot of those skates, though, often they come with a little tool where you can just quickly sort of switch out your uh, wheels and like tighten up the bearings. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are buying roller skates with plastic wheels and getting injured because the wheels are literally shit. Um, now, if you're just going to do like me and just be a leisurely skater lady, may I suggest going to Skate Fanatics, which is where I got my skates custom made. Ooh, um, she's a you custom can queen. buy, because I have such wide feet and I wasn't doing like sports skating. Um, I was just trying to have fun at the skate park. So <laughs> I got a pair of vans and then had them turned into skates. And that whole process is like $160. And you can give them literally any pair of shoe that you want as a skate. And they can turn it into a skate. But they can't do Crocs. Actually, they can, but it costs extra because it takes them a little longer. Because they have to literally put a put steel a shank yeah. in the Croc. But you can do that. It just doesn't seem that comfortable. Wow. That's but cool. Because if get you have indoor, like a... outdoor wheels. I yeah. mean, if you're a beginner, just make sure that you have good wheels and a good 
pair of skates that cost more than a hundred dollars. Because she's a capitalist. Well, it has to be otherwise. Or <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, of course. No, they have to be a good quality. Especially, this is a thing that I run into all the time. I still, for some whatever reason, think I'm 10 years old. And so, like, when I buy stuff, I'm like, this will be fine. And then it's, like, my huge adult body that is, like, double the size mm-hmm. of many other adults will just completely cripple whatever thing that I get. I'm like, this chair will be great. And I'll smash through it. Or I'm like, this, you know, I can I can use this, uh, I don't know, whatever, grocery bag. And then I rip it to shreds. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened with the first pair that I got. I fucking took the heel off of it because I was using it as a sport skate and it's more of like a leisure skate right. but I was like going up ramps and stuff on it and it wasn't built for that and it broke and it, if it would, had broken when I was using it that would be a no go well she's a skate expert these days I kind of well well almost, almost got booked to do a commercial roller skating but then oh, you know really but then they found someone who could actually skate a little bit better than me. A good oh, friend of mine. Interesting. Okay. Well, listen, we made it to the end. We appreciate everybody for being here with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much. We had a wonderful chat. Definitely go listen to other podcasts on other networks. You don't just have to listen to ours. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and uh, we'll see you on Friday. We have a fun guest coming on Friday. So thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. Send us an email at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com or call in with your fuck talk story. Meatball, do you want to sing the song? No, it's your turn. You've always... One, three, five, oh. three, six, nine, one, eight, zero. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spicy Meatball on Instagram and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. I told you she was the back machine steve bye doodle 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 forever dog to listen to sloppy seconds ad free and one day early sign up for forever dog plus at forever dog podcast.com slash plus sloppy seconds is produced by forever dog and moguls of media aka mom hosted by big dipper and meatball music editing and sound design by william pitt Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.